Would you stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful Word of the Lord? Today we're looking in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. We will begin reading verse number 18. We will read down and include verse number 26. Reading from the New Living Translation this morning. Paul writes and he says, But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. I want you to notice uh, the last phrase of verse number 25. It says, so that all the members care for each other. The title of my message today is, Because We Care. Father, I thank you today because that, first of all, you cared for me. You cared enough for me that, 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 that you provided a way for me to spend eternity with you. God, I thank you that you care for every person, Father. And I thank you that, Lord, that, that, that you have placed uh, all of us, Father, together, Lord, to, to care, to love, uh, to nurture, to help one another. God, I just pray today, Lord, that your anointing will rest upon uh, the word of the Lord this morning. Father, I pray that you will give us uh, ears on our heart today. Father, let us hear the word of the Lord today. God, I pray that not only will we hear your word, but I pray, Lord, that, that we will heed your word and we will take your word and we will, we, we will make it effective in, in our lives. God, I just pray today that you will touch some individuals, touch some individuals today. God, I pray that you will call some people into this incredible ministry we're going to talk about here in a few moments. We ask all of these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul calls the church the body of Christ. And he compares the church with the human body. We understand that a human body is made up of many different parts and each part has a distinct function. Uh, for instance, the eyes see and the ears here and the nose smells and the tongue speaks. The church is Christ's body. And each member of the church has a distinct function as well. Each member of the church should discover their particular place and function in the body. 
In verse 25 of 1 Corinthians 12 that we read, Paul says, he says that if each member of Christ's body or if each member of the church understands their role and understands their function in the body, and if they perform their God-called function, he said there will be harmony among the members. And he says that as each member performs their God-called function, all the members will care for one another. Let me tell you that my number one goal, my number one goal at the Grace Place is that every single person who claims this church as their church family will feel cared for. Now, I'm pretty sure that we have not reached that goal yet. At least not 100%, but it is what is in my heart. This is my dream. This is my hope. This is my desire. This is my vision. Now, for the past several weeks, we have basically been going through uh, the Bible uh, verse by verse. Well, today, I'm just going to open up my heart. I'm just going to open up my heart to you this morning. I'm just going to talk to you right out of my heart. And the title of my message today is Because We Care. There are three things that we do here at the Grace Place, and we do it because we care. Because we care, number one, we care personally. We care personally. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10 says that God will not forget how hard you have worked for him, And how you have shown your love for him by caring for other believers. God says that our work for him is to care for other believers. If you were to ask me this morning, Pastor, what is the will of God for my life? I would tell you that the will of God for your life is to care for other believers. God says that our work for him is to care for other believers. He said that the, that the way that we show love to him is by caring for other believers. And it starts with the leader. It starts with the leader. Somebody said people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. How many is out there this morning? Will you wave at me? Just let me know you're alive this morning. You're... In 1991, I made a brand new commitment as a pastor. I'd been a pastor for many years before that, but in 1991, I made a brand new commitment as a pastor. And my new commitment was not to preach better sermons. And my commitment was not to become a better administrator. And my commitment was not to, be, not to develop my leadership skills. Now, all of these things would have been good and, and could have probably used some improvement. But no, no, this was not my commitment. My new commitment was simply to love people. And care for people like I had never done before. Not that I hadn't loved people before. Not that I hadn't cared for people before. But in 1991, I made a brand new commitment to love and care for people like I had never loved or cared for people ever in my ministry. In 1991, I planted a brand new church, planting it from scratch. 
My slogan or vision statement for that church was, the church that love is building. Four years later, when we moved into our first new building that we built, I changed it to love lives here. Our phone number there was 432-563-L-O-V-E. That church grew from seven people that we initially started with to, to over 300 at its peak. In the beginning, we started with a handful of people. Actually, actually we started with just my family and one other family is all we started with. Initially, we met in a rented office building. Our location was so hard to find, you needed to have a map. Actually, we gave people maps to find our church. People would actually come to me. I'm telling you the truth. People would actually come in, and they would tell me, Pastor, I would have been here three weeks ago, uh, but it took me three weeks to find you. But people would find us. Lots of people. And nearly every single one would walk into our makeshift foyer. And nearly every single one would would walk in and they would say to us later, we felt love the minute that we opened the door. We felt love hit us in the face the minute we walked into the building. Fast forward a few years and we would have a brand new building on a major highway and the church would be hopping and very exciting. And, And I attribute the success of that church to unconditional Love. My strategy was simply to love and care for people. In the beginning, I couldn't offer them a beautiful building. I I couldn't offer them a great location. I couldn't offer them all the finest programs. I I didn't have any of those things to offer. The only thing that I could offer them was I could offer them, them to love them unconditionally. I could offer to love them like nobody else would love them. And I'm telling you that we built that church not because of programs, not because of the latest and greatest, and not because of the location of the building or the facility or the lights or any of those things. We built that church simply on the fact that we were willing to love. We were willing to open up our heart and we were willing to love on people and care for people. Today I pastor the Grace Place. And let me tell you that I have not changed my commitment. I have not changed my strategy. Nearly every single day I pray and I ask God to help us grow into our name, the grace place. I want you to notice that it's not called the judgment place. It's not called the letter of the law place. It's not called the better than you place. No, it's called the grace place. Grace is is freely given, unmerited love and favor. Amen. Oh, grace is giving somebody love and favor. Oh, that doesn't deserve it. Because that's why we received love and that's why we received the favor of God. It was only because of the grace of God. We don't deserve His grace. We don't deserve His love. I pray that we will someday grow into our name. I pray that we will someday actually become a place of grace. Oh, I'm asking God for a loving place. I'm asking for an accepting place. I'm asking for a healing place. I'm asking for a safe place. I'm asking for us to become the grace place. Our vision here is caring people, caring for people. And it starts with the leader. And then it must be caught by the laity. 
John Maxwell says, he who leads and has no one following is only taking a walk. So if you look behind you and there's nobody back there following you, you're not really leading. Now, it is said that after a few years, the church takes on the personality of its lead pastor. It'll be 13 years this coming April that I've been your pastor. So I guess that is why our church is so laid back and easygoing and sweet and humble. Because it takes on the attributes of the leader. Seriously, this morning, my desire is that every one of you make a brand new commitment. I'm going to ask you this morning to do exactly that, what I did in 1991. I'm going to ask you to make a brand new commitment. And I'm going to ask you for that commitment to be that you are willing to love on people. You are willing to receive people. You are willing to embrace people. You are willing to care for people like you have never loved on people before, like you have never cared for people ever before. I'm going to ask you to take on my mantle, to pick up my mantle of love and care this morning and become a loving, caring congregation. I'm going to ask you to love all people. I'm going to ask you to love every color. I'm going to ask you to love every nationality. I'm going to ask you to love the rich and I'm going to ask you to love the poor and I'm going to ask you to ask you to love the in-between. I'm going to ask you to love and care for the haves and for the have-nots. I'm going to ask you to love and to care for the sweet people and the not-so-sweet people. And please, don't point at anybody right now. I said it. My hope is that you will pick up my mantle of unconditional love and caring for people. I ask you this morning, what would happen? What would happen if every time we walked into these doors, every single one of us asked the Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us and guide us, or to lead us to somebody that is in need, or to, to, to lead us to someone that needs to feel valued, to lead us to someone that needs to, that needs to feel cared for at that particular moment. I wonder what it would be like instead of us sitting there and wondering if the pastor is going to greet us today. I wonder if the greeters are going to be good to me today. I wonder if anybody's going to talk to me today. I wonder if anybody's going to shake hands with me today. I wonder what it would be like if every single one of us would be looking for that person that might be standing in the corner all by themselves. That person that doesn't have anybody with him and we would be led and directed and guided to them and we could show them that we love them and that we care for them. What would it be like if every one of us were led by the Holy Spirit and into that one person in that congregation that morning, all that is in dire need of validation, that is in dire need of some encouragement, a a word of, of encouragement, and we would give it. What if we left our house every single morning And we prayed, God, make me cross paths today with someone who needs some TLC and then help me to provide it. The title of my message today is Because We Care. And because we care, we care personally. But also because we care, we care on purpose. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. Paul writes here and he says, Whenever... We have the opportunity. He says we should do good to everybody. But he said especially to those that are in the family of faith. Because we care. That's a grace place. We care on purpose. We care by design. 
We have a plan in place. Our plan includes two areas. Number one, it includes crisis care. Crisis care. In case you didn't know it, I want to let you know because it's not true in every church. But I want you to know that anyone who regularly attends this church has access to the pastoral staff in a time of crisis. That crisis could be a serious illness. It could be the death of a loved one. It could be, it could be a serious family situation. It could be some other crisis that we might mention this morning. And let me tell you that if at all possible, you have access to me in time of crisis. If not possible at the time, and sometimes it's just not. If not possible at the time, then my executive pastor, Sean, or one of my staff. I want you to know that we are available in times of crisis. And I had Pastor Sean run some numbers for me this week, and conservatively, conservatively, there are over 700 people attending our church. Some come every Sunday, some come Easter and Christmas. But conservatively speaking, we we have over 700 people that if they're going to go to church, they're going to the grace place. We're available in times of crisis. With over 700 people who claim this church is their church home, the crisis has come quite frequently now. They come quite frequently. And honestly, with all of our other duties and responsibilities, for me and my staff, crisis care is all we have time for. Crisis care is not adequate. Crisis care is not enough. And so our plan at the Grace Place not only includes crisis care, but it also includes continual care. Continual care. We just we don't we don't just want our people to feel cared for when they're going through a crisis. We want them to feel cared for on a regular basis. And let me tell you this morning, you have absolutely no idea how bad I would love to be able to give personal, ongoing. Everyday care to every single individual that attends this church. How I love to know every single name of every one of the 700 people. To know their occupation, to know their kids' names, uh, uh, to know the name of your dog. When I had 13, my first church, I could do that. When I had 100 people, I could do that. When I had 200 people, I could do that. When I had 300 people, I could do that. I've got 700 people, I can't do it anymore. Well, then aren't we big enough? Well, what if we'd have said that right before you got in? 
I think our church is big enough now. Yeah, because you're in. But there's a lot of people that are not in. A lot of people that are hurting. A lot of people that are, that are in need. That need to, they, they need a good, solid, dependable, Bible-believing, fundamental, cool church. See, see, I'm a pastor. I'm not just a preacher. I'm not just a preacher. I'm a pastor, and I, I really do care for my people. I really do love people. And because I care for you, I care enough for you to make sure that if I can't care for you personally, I have someone in place who can. We have a ministry in place here that we call the Care Ministry Network. If you're brand new to the church, probably haven't heard about it. Probably if you've been around six weeks or more, you've heard about it because it's who we are. But we have a ministry in place here we call the Care Ministry Network. And this is the ministry that helps us fulfill our vision statement. See, ongoing care must come from caring people caring for people. Paul said it. Paul said it in 1 Corinthians 12 and 25 that we read earlier. He said, so that all the members, say members, so all the members care for each other. That's Bible. We have a ministry here we call the, the Care Ministry Network. In this ministry, we have what we call care ministers. And these are members of our church, lay people of our church, members of our church that have been extensively trained to care for people. And once we get these care ministers trained, then we place five, six, seven families under them. And their job is simply to care for these five to seven families. That's their job description, care for the five to seven families that we've placed in your care. And so, and so on Sunday morning, these care ministers, they'll come to church on Sunday morning, and they'll look for their families, and, and they may wave at them, they may shake their hand, they may pat them, but they just make eye contact with their families, one, at least one person in their family, to know that that their family was at church that Sunday. If one of their families is not at church, and they, they'll give them a call and let them know they were missed. If someone in their care group is in the hospital, they, they, if at all possible, they will go to the hospital and they'll visit this family. Oh, when the people get out of the hospital, they'll, they'll take some food, and maybe they'll get some of their people in their group to take some food uh, over to, to these people's house to bless them with some food. And just, that's just a smidgen of the things that, that the care ministers would do. We care on purpose. We have organized care around here. Let me tell you this morning, good things don't just happen because you want them to happen. Good things happen only if you plan for good things to happen. And we want good things to happen around here, and so we have a plan in place to make sure that good things happen at the Grace Place. And understand that these care ministers do not take the place of the pastoral staff. No, they are an extension of the pastoral staff. They represent us. They help us care for our people. They're much like the deacons in the early church. 
Because the deacons in the early church helped the apostles carry out the physical work of the church so that the apostles could have more time for preaching, for teaching, for preparing, for praying, for leading. The early apostles were spending so much time caring for the tangible needs of the congregation. They had no time to prepare to minister to the spiritual need. And so they got some deacons and they assigned them and they were to care for the tangible needs of the people. And that's what the care ministry is all about. And let me tell you that I am so grateful. Oh, I am so grateful for my care ministers. Oh, oh, listen, this morning, if you are presently a care minister, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot care for all of our people by myself. It is physically impossible. So please know how valuable you are to this church and know how valuable you are to me. Don't take this as just some, you know, some, uh, you know, uh, uh, program of the church to get some more people involved. No, no, no. It's not some program. It's who we are. It's our DNA. So understand that when we ask you to become a care minister, and when we allow you to be a care minister, please take it and respect it. And understand how hard it is for this pastor to give away some of his ministry to somebody else. Please understand how important that it is and how important it is that you do your ministry well. Your people are counting on you. I am counting on you. Jesus is counting on you. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) We're always looking for new care ministers. If you have a love for people, if you have the ability to genuinely care, if you have any interest at all in finding out more about this incredible ministry, there will be a table set up in the lobby and our brand new directors will be there this morning after service to meet you, to answer any questions that you might have about this ministry. And let me tell you that if you have an interest in becoming a care minister, you will be thoroughly trained and then you will be placed with a seasoned care minister before being assigned a group. We will not throw you out into the deep, into the pool without a life vest. The title of my message today is Because We Care. Because we care, we care personally. We care on purpose. And number three this morning, we care with priority. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 40. They asked Jesus, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Notice Jesus said a second is equally important. Say equally. What is the first one? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit. But he said the second one is just as important. He said a second is equally important. And this is it. He said love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said that the two most important things in life are to love God and love people. 
See, if we would simply focus on these two things, loving God and loving people, oh, then we would please God and we would fulfill His will. Let me share two things with you about the grace place as I try and hurry this morning. Two things I want you to know about the grace place. Number one, we don't chase fads. We don't hop on any and all bandwagons that just happen along. People come to me all the time with some good idea. And they're good ideas. I learned a long time ago, a God idea will work. A good idea will work you. So we don't do all good ideas. We, 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 don't, we, 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 don't, we don't chase fads. We don't hop on any old bandwagon, you know, and all bandwagons that happen along. We're not constantly looking for the next fad. We're not constantly looking for the next thing. We don't change directions every six months. I don't go to a conference or read the latest book in order to determine the direction of the church. We know what God has called us to do, and so we keep going about the business of trying to do it. And we have two main focuses at the Grace Place. These two focuses are missions and caring for people. One is outward, one is inward. We have a heart to win the lost, both at home and abroad. We just recently appointed an outreach director, and she is busy recruiting and developing an incredible outreach team. Our vision is to see the fingerprints of the Grace Place all over the world. We join hands with other ministries and other ministers and other missionaries all over the world. We send a monthly check to over 80 missionaries. We help provide Bibles to people that wouldn't have a Bible. Oh, we help purchase vehicles. We help buy sound equipment. We, we drill water wells. We feed hungry children. We are currently uh, in the process of planning the Grace Place in New York City. And the list goes on and on and on. And on our heartbeats for missions. Our other focus is caring for people. That's what we've been talking about today. Let's look at our takeaway for this morning. Number one, we we want to care. We want to care for our people. We want to care for our people. But in reality, the need is too great for the pastoral staff. The pastoral staff can provide crisis care, but not continual care. And the third takeaway I want you to get from this message this morning is the rewards for caring are awesome. See, care ministers start out thinking they're doing us a favor. Care ministers start out thinking they are going to help others. And they do, but they end up being helped. And they, help, they end up being blessed themselves in the process. This past week, I asked just a handful. I could have asked many more, but I just randomly asked some of our care ministers to just send me a little email, a little paragraph or two about what the care ministry means to them and something about the care ministries. I'm going to read them real quickly this morning. This one is from Linda Showalter and Pat McCarthy. They are 
care ministry team. Linda writes, Pat and I have gotten very attached to our care ministry group. The home visits blessed us and gave us insight into our, into, our, into our group's life. They were willing to share much more than just a cordial, how are you? Fine, thank you. We actually made a connection with our group. We also feel committed to help. We also feel committed to, to them to help share and celebrate the good times and sad times in their lives. We are family and we care. And this one came from Sandy Knowles. She writes, for me, care ministry has been a collection of moments. Moments of walking with brothers and sisters in Christ during mountaintop and valley experiences. Sharing both heartache and blessings. Tearful, broken moments in death or loss. And tearful moments of rejoicing at new life or gain. It is such a great honor to look into people's eyes, listen to their stories, and share life with them. How special it is to help another shoulder their load so they're not alone. It's equally awesome to celebrate their victories, sharing life moments. Priceless, it's care ministry at its best. This came from Mark Knowles. As a care minister, he said, I visited a man that was reported to have a very short time left on this earth. He had been sleeping a lot, they told me, but somehow he seemed to stir and came wide awake and talkative. His voice was weak and I had trouble hearing some things that were said. But it was very clear to me as I listened how he had lived and his love for his family was very fresh on his mind. He spoke of his daughters and their husbands, his grandchildren, his church family, his pastor, all the people that he loved and cared for. Afraid that I might tire him, we prayed and I excused myself. Driving home, I was so impressed by what this man's thoughts were about. Just a few days before he went home, I gained a renewed revelation of how important it is to live right and love with no regrets. God help me love others as you love me. And this came from Sam and Bonnie Gorgans. It says, the care ministry has been a love relationship for Sam and I. We are newer to the state of Texas and the church, but not new to the love of serving others. God always has a plan for us before we know it. When we arrived at the Grace Place, we realized immediately that there was something extraordinarily different in the demeanor and feel of this church. We were warmly embraced in the parking lot, genuinely greeted and loved on at the door and lobby coming into the service and then going out. Pastor repeatedly Reminded the congregation that we are a church of caring people that cares for people. We soon realized that one of the uniquenesses of the Grace Place is the depth of caring for others that the people have. The small group of people that God has given us to watch over has given us more than we will ever give them. We love each and every one and are blessed to have them in our life. It has been said that you cannot outgive God. And you can't outgive God in the way you serve others. And finally, one from Mark and Adina Weimer. It says, being involved in the care ministry has been quite an adventure. Being involved in other people's lives can be outside of our comfort zones. However, there are many treasures waiting for us outside that proverbial place of comfort. 
We've had some satisfying times of fellowship with the great group of people we've been assigned. But what has been the most rewarding is being able to be there as our group members have gone through the mountaintops and the darker valleys of life. Holding a new baby, comforting a broken heart, sitting quietly in the hospital waiting for word from the doctor have all been part of the job. We've learned that just being present is more important. Please hear this. We've learned that just being present is more important than having the right words to say. We thank God for the opportunity He's given us to touch the lives of so many precious families. And along the way, we've gained some wonderful friends who pray for us just like we pray for them. Thank you, Pastor, for having the vision of caring people, caring for people. Thank you for giving us the training to do it so effectively. May more people find satisfaction in loving others through the care ministry. Amen. Let's sing this morning. Let's worship. Heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender dead of night and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone you're a good good father it's who you are